Hey, Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor JP here. Hey, we're so glad that you're joining with us on our podcast today. I pray today that this message stirs your faith, that it builds you up, that it draws you closer to the Father's heart, and ultimately that you just feel the embrace of heaven. We would love to stay connected with you and you to stay connected with us. So please feel free to check us out on our website, oasischurchchicago.com, or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Also, you can be sure to join with us on our live stream on our YouTube page every Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Now here's today's message. Um, we've been in this series entitled In This Place, and, and really it was a stirring in our hearts. If, you, if this is your first time coming or you haven't been with us for a couple weeks, we really felt a stirring in our heart to begin to once again equip the body essentially with, with being the people that go and proclaim the gospel of Jesus. If you were here last week, I, I, was, I had the privilege to preach and was back, and I just preached about being on co-mission with Jesus. How many of you were here? How many of you know this is not a... I'm not on a personal mission. I'm on his mission. Because when I died to Jesus, I got in alignment with what he's doing and what he says. And so he's called us to be on a commission with him to go and share the gospel. You know, the gospel of Jesus is still really good news. I mean, you might have been told otherwise. You might have seen otherwise. You might have had an experience that has shown you otherwise. But I'm here to tell you, I've, I've been in those experiences. I've lived through experiences. I'm, I'm a third generation PK. So, so when you're in the church long enough, you see the church. Can I just tell you, people are people. And people are going to do people things. But he doesn't change. So, so the hardest, like, say, like, there's still good news from the gospel of Jesus, and he's still building his church, and he's still calling his church together. Hello? In this place, God moves. That's why I, I kind of gave a, a little kind rebuke last week. I said, 10 o'clock, church starts. Did you guys all know that? We're going to change our service to 9.30 start. So it'd be here. It's not because we're like attendance, like, oh, I can't believe you. It's because the moment the worship starts, we're engaged with God's presence. He begins to swirl and do things and move in power, and he begins to heal people. We don't need prophetic things. I don't want to become the guy that's just shouting out things on the stage. He starts to do it on his own because he begins to move in the room. And so when we're in this place together, when we're on mission together, when we're the family of God together, we see an inbreaking of his kingdom here and now. The kingdom is, uh, that we serve, the one that Jesus paid for, which I'm going to talk about today, has allowed us to experience the kingdom of God now and yet to come. So it's, it's going to be fulfilled when he returns, but he's called us to experience heaven now. Just, a, just a, even if it's a, a little bit. How many of you experienced the tangible presence of the Lord? How many of you experienced it this morning when we began to sing of him and worship him? And so this is a call for us to be committed once again to saying, you know what? I'm a dead man or dead woman. I, I've died to Jesus. It's his mission now, and I'm going to do what he called me to do. Because, listen, um, with the fear of the Lord in my heart, he's returning. How many of you just got immediately freaked out because of the Left Behind series? Do you all know what I'm talking about? Some of you younger gen, I'm just like, ah. Oh. You ever get left at a grocery store, Josh? I did. <laughs> and I thought the Lord returned. I was like, dang it. <laughs> I got to get it together. Uh, he's coming back. And he's coming back for his bride. And he's going to come back for a bride that knows him. He's coming back for a bride that wants to be with him. He's, he's coming back for, you. we're the bride of Christ. Do you know that? This is what the gospel like, we are the bride of Christ. He's coming back for purity of heart. He's coming back for people that long to be with him, that fight to be with him. 
Did you hear me? That fight for his presence, that fight to stay connected to him, that get out of the noise and the chaos and the confusion, that little like, say like, no, get it out of my ears, get it out of my eyes, I wanna be with you because when he returns, it's going to be the most precious day. And this is just a training ground for us for when that day comes. Amen? And so today, I, I, I wanna just, I wanna share um, a message that, that this is truly like, an overflow, and it should be an overflow of our lives as believers. And the message is this, Jesus. <laughs> That's a good place to say amen. Jesus. What if I just stood up here and just preached Jesus? Said how wonderful he is, how powerful he is, how glorious he is. How, would that be enough? For me, it's enough. Jesus is enough. I heard it said in a, in a sermon recently, some, or actually it's a podcast, forgive me. I do listen to podcasts. I knock them all the time, but I, I do listen to them. Um, and, and, and someone asked this man of God, he said, what's the message today for the church and for the world? And he said this, it's the same message, Jesus. It's the same message. The message has not changed. Oh, it's been changed by people, but the message of heaven and for the message for the church and the message for the world from heaven today is Jesus. That's the message. Is Jesus enough? We, we, sing, we sang, so, worship team, well done. We sang, give me Jesus, give me Jesus, give me Jesus. That's all we need. The, the heart of the Father, God the Father, right? We believe in this church, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so God the Father, from, from the beginning of time, he created human beings. And in creating human beings, he placed them in what we know to be the Garden of Eden. Now, I, I'm going to teach the Bible. Can I teach the Bible? I got like 17 minutes. You think I can do this? How many of you have faith to believe today? I'm taking the faith of two. <laughs> Some of you are like, ah! <laughs> Vote of confidence. Thank you. It was God's intention from the beginning, from the beginning, to be with him, to dwell with him, to have his presence, to, 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 to live connected to his presence. And the commission was to Adam and Eve is to, to spread that garden out. Right? It wasn't just this little garden that just them and their family got. No, 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 no. That's why the moment I begin to feel selfish in my heart, I got to go do something for someone else. That'll help some of you. The moment you start to feel like it's about you, go do something for someone else. Well, that's workspace. No, it might just help your heart. Where was I going? The moment God's mandate was given to Adam and Eve, it was, it was, it was be with me. Cultivate this thing, cultivate this garden, move, work, but be with me. The world is looking for an access point back to what was lost in the garden. It's, listen, we are seeing the horrific things that are happening across our city. I woke up to a text message today of someone that was, was a part of a, a, a situation, a Halloween party. I, they were there, and it was, it, was, it was a shooting. It was mass shooting, mass chaos. Like, it, it is everywhere. It's, it, it, we're experiencing the most, I'm just going to preach boldly. Can I preach boldly today? 
I don't even need a yes. Yes, Lord. Um, we're experiencing the most fatherless generation of all time. We're experiencing pain of all time. This is just in our city. I don't even want to talk about the state of Illinois. God bless us. Like, like, right? The nation, the world, the Middle East, Israel. What we're seeing is horrific. It's pain. It's ugly. It's evil. And the world is going, we know how to fix it. We got the solutions. It's, it's kind of crazy to me. Now, listen, I'm all for figuring out a solution. I'm all for it. But, but it, it's always like these, we're in this, why I know he's coming back, when? I have no clue, nor do I want to know. I just want to get ready. But, but, but it, all, it says rumors of wars and famines and, and sickness. And, like, it's all happening. And so I don't, this is just the, gro like, what's the birthing pains of, you know what I'm saying. Is that right? And, and the world is so funny. They're always like, every hot topic that has hit, you know, I, I do understand, because I'm a part of it, the magnitude of what we're carrying right now. Constant issues, constant chaos, constant stuff. The, this thing is not helping you. Some of you just need to get off of this thing and, and you will actually start to experience Jesus. Anyways, take that for what you want. Another offering later. But we're like so intrigued with like the solutions and the solutions. This is how it should be fixed. And this is the way to fix it. And this is the way to fix it. People a whole lot smarter than me, like brilliant thinkers and minds, have great policies and great understanding of what to do. But everybody has an answer. And can I tell you the reality that's happening? Nothing's getting fixed. Now that's a blanket statement. And you might come up to me and say, well, I've seen this, this, and this. Praise God. <laughs> But the world is crying. The world's hearts are crying to get back to that moment when Adam and Eve looked and said, we'll do this the way we want to do it. And they took the apple and Eve ate the apple and gave to Adam and they ate it together. It was in that moment. It was in that moment that the world is looking to get back to. See, see in, the, in the garden, it, it was God saying, hey, listen, you can, you can come. If you, if you have your Bibles, um, go, to, go to Genesis with me. Because this is, this is what the world's looking for. They're looking for life. <laughs> Are you hearing me? They're looking for life. And so in the garden, we, we get the creation story. It's, it's a powerful story. And it's God revealing his heart, you know, and saying, like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create human beings. God's awesome. And he creates human beings with what we believe is, is what we say free will, a, 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 a way to make a choice, a decision. Why do I believe that? Because God is not going to make you, force you, put you in a corner to serve him. He's going to reveal himself to you. He's revealed just himself to you. Just, you know how he's revealing right now himself to you? You have breath in your lungs. So, so you're like, he's not revealing himself. Take a breath. Everyone take a breath. There he is. Okay? Are you, is this all right? And so in Genesis 2, it says this in verse 8 through 9. It says, Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east, in Eden. And there he put the man he formed, speaking of Adam. And the Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground. Trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. 
So all through the garden, it was set up for, for humanity to dwell with the Father, to be nourished, to be fed, to be strengthened. And in the middle of the garden, the Lord says, there's two trees, the tree of life and the tree of knowledge and good and evil. Jump down to verse 15. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord commanded, and the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat any tree in the garden. Everyone say any tree. So he says, any tree. The trees that are all around you, any tree. But you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat it, you will certainly die. It was in that moment that God says, listen, I'm going to give you my presence. I'm going to give you everything you need to dwell on this earth. I'm giving you the choice, but I'm, I, God's heart was revealing how good he is. He's like, listen, you have everything you need. He said, listen, you can eat from the tree all around you. You can even experience the tree of life, but don't touch that tree, the tree of knowledge and good and evil. And people get so upset. They're like, ah, oh, God put two trees. He should have just put one. It would have been a whole lot easier. Anybody else? I'm like, God, why did you let, like, why? Because he's not going to force us. It's his love that leads us to repentance. It's his love that draws us. It's his love. And so, so we all know the story. They ate. They get kicked out of the garden. And then everyone's like, oh, we're in trouble. <laughs> what can I tell you? Like, the reality is this, is that in that moment, God didn't become like, can I tell you, God's never been shaken. God's not shaken by your sin. He's not shaken by your mistakes. He's not, he's not, he's not, can you hear me? He's super steadfast and strong. And so people believe that, like all of a sudden God had to get a plan B. God never had a plan B. Did you hear me? Jesus was always plan A. And so, so God said, you, you have my presence. It was identified through the tree of life. They rejected and humanity starts to play out. We, I'm not going to go through. I don't have time. I literally have like seven minutes left. But his promise was is that there would be one that would come. There would be one that would come that would crush the head of the serpent. There would be one that, that would come that would give his life as a ransom for many. There would be one that would come and would, would go to a tree, a cross, and hang. That was the promise of the Father. And then you get into the New Testament and we, we experience God's kingdom breaking in through his son, Jesus. Jesus comes. Jesus comes and, and he, he, he lives obedient to his father. He, he dwells and does everything his father tells him. And what his father, I, 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 I know this to be true, is his father saying, I want them to know me. I want them to come back to me. I want them to have the experience to come back into the presence that I've always longed for them and always wanted them to be. This is what God said. I believe the message of Jesus was to come to this earth. Miracles, signs, and wonders, all great things still happening today. Why? It was all appointing to the Father and back to communion with him. And so when the banishing happens of the, of the garden, Jesus is like, oh, it's okay. There's gonna be another tree that gives life. And it was his cross. Oh, Lord, help us. Because the cross becomes this thing that's just a symbol. The cross becomes a thing. If I, I think there's one behind me. I'm almost having someone pulled out today because there's here, when you, if we see it, we're just like, oh, that's the cross. I used to make a joke about a tattoo of a cross, and then I got one. <laughs> so I can't make that joke anymore. Anyway, <laughs> 
It's like, it's like it's more than that. It's more than just a symbol. It's more than just a, a, a thing to, to look at and be like, oh, that's really, Lord, that's so sweet. No, it's life. It's life. Are you hearing me? It's life. The cross is life. The cross is life for you. The cross is life for people. The cross is the message of life for those that don't know him. The cross is what will bring us back to life. It was that cross that Jesus hung on, made of a tree that said, you might have lost it here, but now because of that cross, you now get to go back in with the Father and dwell with him all the days of your life. Are you hearing me? It's the cross of Jesus Christ that gives us life. May we never lose the cross of Jesus Christ. We, we can't. We've overcomplicated this thing. We've made this gospel message something it's not. What Jesus says is that anybody that would want to follow me, they, they must deny themselves, take up their cross, a.k.a. die, and come. That's the true gospel. That's how you get back into fellowship with the Lord. Well, we love to say, well, if you just confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. Yes! But that confession that believing Jesus Christ is Lord is saying, I'm fully submitted to you. It's not like Jesus is an add-on. Jesus is a supplement that I take when I'm feeling weak. How many of you take supplements? I'm trying. I'm trying my multivitamin every day. It's not working. I'm about to be 37. I feel like I need to start taking a multivitamin. Some of you are shaking your head. We, we take supplements, right? We, we, try to, we try to add things into our lives. We, we try to just hope that it would give us enough energy to get through the day or get through the week or get through the season. And Jesus is like, I, I'm not a supplement. I'm everything. He's like, I, I didn't just die on a tree so that you could just get a little bit of the kingdom. I died on a tree that you would have all the life that's been promised to you. Are you hearing me, church? We, we've preached a messy, messed up gospel. I'm 36. I've heard every gospel. I've sat under every teaching of gospel. And bless them. Really, like, I'm not, I'm not mad. But the Lord is truly calling us to get back to gathering together and to sharing the true gospel, which is Jesus Christ came and he died on a tree. Died on a tree. His hands were stretched out wide. His hands were pierced. His feet were pierced. The crown of thorns was placed on his head. It was bloody. It was brutal. We get the cross on our bodies and we think, oh, look how cool that is. It's like, no, that's literally, it was the worst way to die. Suffocation would happen. Jesus' body beaten and bruised, all because what? He wanted to break the curse of sin that had plagued humanity for so long from that garden moment. And he came and he said, from now on, from now on, because of this cross, because of my blood, anybody that calls upon my name will be saved. Anybody that serves me as Lord will be saved. Anybody that, do, that says yes to this cross will find life and life abundant. But here's the thing that we get so, we've gotten so mixed up on is that we share the gospel and the cross of Jesus because we're trying to entice people to the kingdom and all the kingdom offers. Did that make sense? It makes sense in my head. I'll say it again. Um, go to, this hit me last night. I have my notes. I, guys, I don't have any scripture. Team in the back. Or I should say the scriptures they're going to use. We're not using 
Is that okay? Do you have your Bibles? Luke 18. What we've done is we've, we've created Jesus' message to be a fix-you message. What we've done is created the gospel. And this is why when the shaking happened during all the last couple years, people were like, ah, it's not working. This gospel that I've heard for so long taught and preached, it's, it's, not, it's not. We need to hear the true gospel of Jesus. It's radical. You're just a radical God, JP. I am. Welcome. So glad you're here. Right? But, but Jesus' Jesus's invitation to come to him is for everyone. Because in John, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him will be saved. It's a, it's a whosoever, right? It's, it's open. It's an open invitation. It's an open invitation. But Jesus is not looking to entice you to come follow him because of all the things he can give to you. Are you hearing me? That's what I wanted to say. He's, looking, he's not looking to entice you to come give your life to him because the kingdom is full and rich. Can I tell you the kingdom is full and rich? Oh, just read your Bibles, read the scriptures, live with him long enough, you'll experience the riches. I am so rich. Not in my bank, I'm rich though. Are you hearing me? Wake up. But Jesus says, come follow me. Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. There's a, there's a rich man in Luke 18, and we get, we get so like, uncomfortable with this story because we're like, oh, God hates wealth. God does not hate wealth. Oh, is this the prosperity gospel? No, 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 no. Hear me. He does not hate wealth. He hates when wealth becomes the center of your heart. Did you hear me? Jesus speaks specifically to people. He's doing it right now. He's specifically speaking to you on what you need to hear and what is center of your heart right now. And so he gets in this moment with, with, the, with the rich man, and the rich man says, good teacher, I think, yeah. A certain rule asked him, this is 18 of Luke, verse 18. Um, what am I to do to inherit eternal life? He's asking the same question that the world's asking today. What can I do to fix my life? What can I do to, to, to get better? What can I do to stay young? What can I do to, to live forever? What can I do to have all my problems go away? What can, what can I do? What, what must I do? And he says, why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no, no one's good except God. He, Jesus is helping this man. He's saying, hey man, no one's good except him. He's helping him. And he says, you know the commandments. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother. That sounds like a good thing, a good list of things to do, right? Amen? And then, and, then, and then he says, all these things I have kept since I was a boy. I've done all of them, he's saying. And when Jesus heard this, he said to him, you still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give to the poor, and, when you, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. Come follow me. What? I'm not killing anybody. I'm not cheating on my wife. I'm not stealing. I feel like I'm a good, good person. Yeah, yeah, you're doing a great job. <laughs> this is what you, great job. Keep that up. That's actually super important. Can I tell you? Let's keep those in our hearts, yeah? He said, but, but listen, there's still a, a king over your heart, and it's not me. So Jesus says to him, give up that one thing that's controlling your heart and follow me. Notice that Jesus doesn't say, give up that one thing. Oh, and everything you ask in my name will be given to you. Because Jesus says that in John, right, later. Are you, this is good Bible. I'm preaching the Bible. He says later, he's like, anything you ask in my name, you can have. 
Hey, hey, ask in my name and you'll receive one. Hey, don't worry about it. He gives the, he gives like the, the, the invitation to have all of the kingdom. But when Jesus calls people, he says, follow me. Give up the stuff that's holding your heart and follow me. That cross is that. It's, it's the giving up. It's nailing that thing in my life, that, that thing that I'm holding on to so tightly that's keeping me from having everything in him. Are, are you hearing me? I feel the presence of the Lord. Because what we're saying is, is, what I'm saying is this. This is what I'm saying. Here's my message. The tree that gave life that, we, that was messed up, he came and gave tree, the tree of life. And he's saying today, if you want life, if you're actually tired of living, if you're tired of living, follow me. And I'm not gonna sit up here and tell you all the great things that you'll get in following Jesus. We've taught him. We've preached them. I believe them. It's going, I, I know my heart is burning to have a longing that was intended for me in the garden. I, I want that. I want that. That's the message of Jesus today. Would you follow me? Would you give up the, the throne of your heart for me? Would you, would you sell that, that one thing that you're holding on to? That, that for some of you, it's not wealth. For some of you, it's, it's, it's an identity. Uh, some of you, it's, 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 it's a traumatic thing that happened to you and you're living from a victimhood. For, for some of you, it, it, it's, it's, that, it's that one thing that you're just going, ah, I can't give this up. And he's saying, no, give it up, follow me because I paid for it on that cross. My blood paid for it. My blood paid for it. My blood paid for it. He said, give it up. Come follow me. Come follow me and you will experience all that he's promised. But, but we gotta come to this place where it's like, Lord, I'm, I'm following you. I am dying today. And I need to come to life. Jesus is in the business of making dead people come to life. I don't know if you heard me. He's in the business. This is his business. He's in the business of supernaturally bringing dead people to life. Some of you, you, you've been in church. You've sat in these seats. You've sat in churches for a long, long time, and you're like, I don't know why I still feel so dead. It's because maybe you're serving Jesus for what he can do for you. Instead of serving Jesus because what he's done for you, It says in Revelation, when the age to come is, will be here, it says that there, there, will be, there will be a tree in the middle of its street, and either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the trees were for healing of the nations. It said, there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. They shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. There shall be no night there. They, they need no lamp nor light of sun, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Blessed are those, verse 14, who do, not do his commandments, that they have the right to the tree of life, and may enter through the gates into the city. There's a tree that now has given us access back into communion. And there will be a tree one day where we all stand in eternity that will give us continued fellowship with him in life. Are you hearing me? It says, it says the tree of life will be in the city to come. If we don't start experiencing the tree of life now, heaven will, <laughs> let me say it different. 
He wants us to know it now so that when we get there, we get to experience the fullness of it then. Okay? This is the reality. See, following Jesus is not, I want a bunch of stuff following Jesus. Like, I just want communion with my dad. Following Jesus is going, I just, I just want him. I'm trying not to cry because there's visitors here today. They're probably like, why is this guy crying? But isn't that the cross? What are we doing? Isn't that the cross? Come follow me. All right. Hey, it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be full of life. All right. Where else am I going to go? My heart burns. My heart's burning for you, Jesus. And if your heart's not burning, then, then maybe today's the day to say, like, Lord, I've, I've received the false thing. I, I want the real. I want the real. I want the real gospel of Jesus. My, my heart's burning to know the, the, the satisfaction of, of just being in your presence. My, my heart's burning to live in peace when there's absolute chaos going on. My, my heart's burning to understand a joy that is unspeakable, that when big pain and chaos comes, my first response is like, praise the Lord. Oh, my soul and all that is within me, praise his holy name. Like, that's what I want. It's that. And it comes through that bloody cross. It comes from you laying down all your mission, all your everything, your dreams, your aspirations, your business plan, your creative plan. It comes through it all. Can I have a Kleenex? I got it. This is the gospel. That what was lost in the garden was one on Calvary. And it will come one day where we get to rejoice with him in eternity. Did you hear what I said? What was lost in the garden was gained, was won on Calvary. It will come true and the fulfillment of it will be in that new city, that new Jerusalem. It will come. The call's like, come now. Follow me. Follow me. Give up your life. Give up that thing that's holding you back. Give it up. Give it up because today is the day of salvation. Do not wait. Just stand to your feet. Was this helpful? Two of us. Listen, guys, I, 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 if you call Oasis home, I'm, I'm talking to you today. There, there is a wind of heaven coming into this house. Can you just close your eyes for a second? There's a, there's a mighty move of God coming into this house. My goodness, I, when we started singing in Spanish, it was like the, the heavens opened up. There's a move of God coming where there will be people sold out, radically sold out to the gospel of Jesus, to the true gospel of Jesus, not, not the one that, that, that we think fixes us or helps us or gives us a supplement. It's, it's the real gospel of Jesus that he says, deny yourself, die take up the cross and follow me it's it's when that gospel comes alive we will get to experience it together the wind of god and the move of god that's coming into this house because we will know what it feels like our hearts will be burning for him if you're in this room right now i'm not going to persuade you i'm not going to wait 10 seconds but if you want this message of jesus to come alive in your heart every head bowed every eye closed if you if you want this message, the true gospel, if you want the cross tattooed on your heart today, 
not some cool thing, not something you put on your Instagram bio, none of that stuff. True following of Jesus Day where you give up everything because you know he's worth it and it's because he, you know that it's bringing you back into communion with the Father. The longings in your heart satisfied every time. If you want that gospel, slip your hand up right now. Hi. Hi. Just hold them up. Yeah, anybody else? Oasis, keep your eyes closed and just begin to pray. Lord, I'm just going to pray over you. Just say, Lord, I invite you into my heart, the true gospel. That's the prayer. If your hands are lifted, say, I invite the true gospel into my heart. I, I invite the cross to come and invade my life. Yeah, Lord, we invite the gospel. We invite you, the one who came and died, into our hearts. And we say, may the cross of Jesus Christ be what's alive in our hearts. May the resurrected tomb be the message alive in our hearts. Lord, we don't want anything less than to say we will follow you. We will follow you. We will give up our lives and we will follow you all the days of our lives. Lord, I just pray that the message of Jesus invades our lives, invades these hands that are lifted, and it would radically set people free today. It would radically break the, the generational junk and curses and bondage. It would, it would break depression. It would break fear. It would break every throne that's been made on hearts today. That's not your throne. Break it today in Jesus' name. Break it today, Lord. Oh, Jesus, we pray that our lives would bring you glory. That our lives would bring you praise. That our lives would honor you. God, if you want to do this, just tell him, I want to honor you with my life, Lord. I want to honor you with my words, Lord. I want to honor you with my mind, Lord. I want to honor you with my whole being, Lord. So, Lord, may you be honored in my life. Oh, we thank you for, for, for the cross bringing us back into the presence of the Lord. How lovely it is to be back where we were made to be. Come on, this is what we were made for. Just tell them, I'm thankful that I get to be with you. I get to commune with you. I get to fellowship with you, not just here in this house, as good as it is, but tomorrow and Tuesday and Wednesday, throughout the day, throughout the hours. Oh, Lord, we thank you that we get to commune back to the place where we were meant and created to be a part of. Worthy is your name, Jesus. Worthy is your name, Jesus. Worthy. Come on, just tell him, worthy is your name. Come on, just for a second. Lift your hands up to him. Tell him, worthy is your name, Lord. Come on, just for a moment. I know we got a great event happening. We'll get to it, but just, just for a moment, just worthy is your name, Lord. We just pray, come alive in us. Come alive in us, Lord. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name. Jesus, be, be glorified in our lives. Be magnified in our lives, Jesus. Your name, Jesus. 
Worthy is, come on, sing it again. Worthy and worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Father, we just thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you. Father, I just pray you'll, you'll seal this in our hearts today, Lord. Everyone who, who, who has, has felt, who has heard today, Lord, this seed, we just pray that you will seal it, that it will bear fruit in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for what you're doing even now, Lord, even now in our hearts and our minds, Lord, and, and, and just thank you for the new life here today. We praise you and thank you for new life for restoration, for excitement, for, for uh, just a, a new energy to go forward, Lord. And I, as we close, if you're here and you've, just, you've, you've had a heavy heart, I pray that today you will walk out of here with a light heart in Jesus' name. I pray that, that this burden will be lifted off. Father, you do it in Jesus' name. Lift off any weight, Lord, any burden. We just declare your joy over everyone, your joy in this place, in Jesus' name. Your peace, Father. Thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name we pray.